Hello and welcome to Tell Me a Story Mama. And who do I have here with me? Ethan. And Okay. <laughs> okay, well, little Connor is not having a good day, but we also have a Luna here. Okay? Hi Luna. And Luna is looking at you. She's concerned. <laughs> and now he's going to hide in a laundry basket. But what I was thinking was a good idea to read this book called The Legend of the Blue Bonnet. An old tale of Texas. And I actually kind of remember reading this book when I was in school. And because blue bonnets are, do you know what blue bonnets are in Texas? What are they? Flowers, like the the state flower it's a state flower yeah yes i was always told we see them driving around right on the on the side of the highways and a lot of people take pictures like they put babies in the middle of a field of blue bonnets and they take some beautiful pictures and we actually have some pictures of you i think in blue bonnets and blue bonnets are i don't know how to describe them do you know can you know how to describe them like they have like um a lot of petals yeah, and they're kind of tall. They're, I mean, they're kind of tall, right? But they have petals coming out from all the sides. And they're blue. And they're blue, of course, yeah. <laughs> so I was always told, do not ever pick a blue bonnet out of the ground because they would arrest me. That's what I was always told when I was little. If anyone has knows of a person who's been arrested for picking a blue bonnet, I would love to know that because I've never... I was just so scared about picking any sort of blue bonnets out. <laughs> But I think the police have a lot more serious issues to look at than people who pick blue bonnets out, right? Yeah. 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 So this story is told by Tommy DePaulo. So, there's some Native Americans here. This is how they dressed, right? And they have some cloaks on. And they have a sun, right, up in the sky, Right? So great spirits, the land is dying. Your people are dying too. The long line of dancers sing. Tell us what we have done to anger you. End this drought. Save your people. Do y'all know what a drought is? Yes. What's a drought? It's like when there's like no water at all. Yeah, there's no water to drink. Tell us what we must do so you will send the rain that will bring back life. And so they're standing like kind of by a t- uh, display of feathers at the top, right? A circle kind of looks like a totem almost of some kind. For three days, the dancers danced to the sound of the drums. And for three days, the people called Comanche watched and waited. So Comanche, do you know what that is? No. That is their tribe's name. That's a Native American tribe. The Comanches. And even though the hard winter was over, no healing rains came. So they're very thirsty, right? Drought and famine are hardest on the very young and the very old. So we know what drought is. Do you know what famine is? No. It's when you're really hungry. There's no food to eat. Among the few children left was a small girl named She who was alone. So that's her name. So a lot of Native Americans, they used... They name people after something that described them. So she is she who is alone. Why do you think they named her that? She's alone. Yeah. What do you think your name would be? 
<laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking maybe he who reads. Yeah. yeah. And Connor, what would yours be? I don't know. He who plays. <laughs> or he who jumps. Right? What would you be? Um, she who works or types. I don't know. <laughs> she sat by herself watching the dancers. In her lap was a doll made from buckskin, a warrior doll. The eyes, nose, and mouth were painted on with the juice of berries. It bore beaded leggings and a belt of polished bone. On its head were brilliant blue feathers from the bird who cries, JJJ. What kind of bird do you think that is? A blue jay, yeah, right? She loved her doll very much. Soon, she who was not alone said to her doll, the shaman will go off alone to the top of the hill to listen for the words of the great spirits. Then we will know what to do so that once more the rains will come and the earth will be green and alive. The buffalo will be plentiful and the people will be rich again. As she talked, she thought of the mother who made the doll, of the father who brought the blue feathers. She thought of the grandfather and the grandmother she had never known. They were all like shadows. It seemed long ago that they had died from the famine. The people had named her and cared for her. The warrior doll was the only thing she had left from those distant days. The sun is setting, the runner called as he ran through the camp. The shaman is returning. The people gathered in a circle and the shaman spoke. I have heard the words of the great spirits, he said. The people have become selfish. For years they have taken from the earth without giving anything back. The great spirits say the people must sacrifice. We must make a burnt offering as of the most valued possession among us. The ashes of this offering shall then be scattered to the four points of the earth, the home of the winds. When this sacrifice is made, drought and famine will cease. Do you know what cease means? Will stop. Life will be restored to the earth and to the people. So they're saying, he's saying that the gods told him that they need to sacrifice something that's really special to them. Do you know what sacrifice means? Yeah. yeah. And for those out there, sacrifice means that you're giving up something for something else. So they're all standing and there's a fire going on, right? And there's teepees in the background. The people sang a song of thanks to the great spirits for telling them what they must do. I'm sure it is not my new bow that the spirits want back, a warrior said. Or my special blanket, a woman added. As everyone went to their, te- their teepees to talk and think over what the great spirits had asked. And she who was not alone is right there now, right? Next to the fire. Everyone that is, except she who is not alone. She held her doll tightly to her heart. You, she said, looking at the doll, you are my most valued possession. It is you the great spirits want. And she knew what she must do. As the council fires died down and the teepee flaps began to close, the small girl returned to the teepee where she slept to wait. The night outside was still, except for the distant sound of the night bird with the red wings. 
Soon everyone in the teepee was asleep, except she, who was alone. Under the ashes of the teepee fire, one stick still aglowed. She took it quietly and crept down to the night. She ran to the place in the hill where the great spirits had spoken to the shaman. Stars filled the sky, but there was no moon. Oh, great spirits, she who was alone said, here is my warrior doll. It is the only thing I have for my family who died in this famine. It is my most valued possession. Please accept it. Then gathering twigs, she started a fire with a glowing fire stick. The small girl watched as the twigs began to catch and burn. She thought of her grandmother and grandfather, her mother and father and all the people. Their suffering, their hunger. And before she could change her mind, she thrust the doll into the fire. She watched until the flames died down and the ashes had grown cold. Then scooping up a handful, she, who was alone, scattered the ashes to the home of the winds, the north and the east and the south and the west. And there she fell asleep until the first light of the morning sun woke her. She looked out over the hill and stretching out from all sides where the ashes had fallen. The ground was covered with flowers beautiful flowers as blue as the feathers in her hair of the doll as blue as the feathers of the bird who cries J J J when the people came out of their teepees they could scarcely believe their eyes they gathered on the hill with she who was alone to look at the miraculous sight there was no doubt about it the flowers were a sign of forgiveness from the great spirits And as the people sang and danced their thanks to the great spirits, a warm rain began to fall and the land began to live again. From that day on, the little girl was known by another name, one who dearly loved her people. And every spring, the great spirits remember the sacrifice of the little girl and fill the hills and valleys of the land now called Texas with the beautiful blue flowers even to this very day. So what do y'all think about how the blue bonnets were made from now? Sad. How sad she got rid of her dog, but at the same time, what happened? She saved all her people, right? Yeah. She gave up something, and now she can remember her doll everywhere along the whole land, right? So there is a little author's note at the very end. So the blue bonnet is a form of a wild lupin. It is known by other names too, such as lupin, buffalo clover, wolf flower, and el conejo, the rabbit. Professor lupin from Harry Potter. Professor lupin from Harry Potter, almost. Maybe it's lupine though. I think it's lupine. Okay. <laughs> but the most familiar name, which we know, is blue bonnet. Probably began when the white settlers moved to Texas. The lovely blue flowers they saw growing wild were thought to resemble the bonnets worn by many of the women to shield them from the hot Texas sun. So this is like a folktale. So it's like a, it's, it's something that things that people have told over and over again. And let me see. I'm looking at kind of skimming the, the author's notes and anything else. 
that is. So Margaret also helped find out about the Comanche people, especially details about their early life in Texas. Before it became impossible for these brave people to share the land with the settlers and they were expelled or had to flee. So that is the legend of the blue bonnet. It's the origin of the flower. It's an origin story, Connor, of a flower. But is that a true story? It could be, yeah. For me, the author says, for me, it's more of a tale of the courage and sacrifice of a young person. She who is not alone, she is who alone, act of thrusting her beloved doll to the fire to save her people represents the decisive sort of action that many young people are capable of. The kind of selfless action that creates miracles. She was a little girl that saved a lot of people, right? Yeah, so this is the story of the blue bonnet, the legend. Um, I remember reading this when I was little, and I think it's a perfect story for spring almost. And when you look at those blue bonnets now, you can think of she is who alone, right? And you can think of the sacrifice she made so we could look at these beautiful flowers. But, but why can't we get, pick them? Because they're a state flower. They're very special. So thank you for joining us today, and we hope you have a good rest of your day. Bye.